Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I thank God I got my voice back. I had to give it some rest, and it better hold up through this podcast. Okay, today is October 27th. I'm going to dedicate this podcast to all of us again because we are doing God's will. We're praying every day. We're starting our day with prayer. We're just giving it to Jesus. All of our problems, all of our worries, all of our cares, all of our plans, all of our ideas, all of our suggestions, all of our feelings, um, just everything over to the Lord. Let Jesus take the wheel. Okay. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's begin with God's promises day by day. 2 Corinthians 5. We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Earth's heartaches are healed by the promises of God. When we are home at last, the homesickness will be over. We shall praise the King who knew how to cut eternal doorways and mere holes cut inside. Joy belongs to all those who understand that earth is but just a rehearsal for heaven. On dim evenings, if you squint at sunsets, you can see all the promise. In our Father's house, there really are many mansions, and one of them is ours. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew 24, 13. The person who continues to be strong until the end will be saved. The Brazilians have a great phrase for this. Hi, Brazil. I know you're listening. In Portuguese, a person who has the ability to hang in and not give up has gara. Gara means claws. What imagery? A person with gara has claws which burrow in the side of the cliff and keep him from falling. So do the saved. They may get close to the edge. They may even stumble and slide, but they will dig their nails into the rock of God and hang on. Amen. I like that. Okay, God's way, day by day. Philippians 1.18 I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. The Apostle Paul no doubt was sorrowful and discouraged when he learned that people would preach the gospel with a wrong motive. Even so, Paul refused to wallow in self-pity or engage in an argument. He chose instead to see the big picture. The result was that the gospel was being preached. He rejoiced in that. In fact, he made rejoicing a conscious decision. Paul wrote, I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. Regardless of how he may have felt personally, He chose to maintain an attitude of contentment, gratitude, and joy. 
John 15, 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. There's no substitute for being in the word daily, reading it as nourishment for your soul just as regularly as you take in food for your body. Your Bible is the number one way God speaks to you. It is his message to you, his directives, his opinions, his advice, his words of love and comfort, his faith-building admonitions, and his commands. Trust me on this. The Lord has a way of speaking to you as you read and meditate on the scriptures so that you will know it is God who is speaking. Amen. Powerful, powerful. Okay, hope for each day. Okay, Romans 10, 17. It says, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. It's not difficult to grow weak. All you have to do is stop eating and exercising. And yet no one in their right mind would willingly do this. Why then do we fail to see the connection between the weakness of our faith and our lack of spiritual food and exercise? Faith doesn't grow automatically. It requires spiritual food as nourishment. Faith also requires exercise, the practice of seeing God work as we put our faith into action. If we don't feed and exercise our souls, we shouldn't be surprised when our faith grows weaker and weaker. But it doesn't need this to be, it doesn't need to be this way. And it mustn't be this way. Christ's work is too important and too demanding for it to be carried out by spiritual weaklings. What is the main food God has given to strengthen us? Hello, the Bible, the Word of God. Jesus prayed, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Read God's word. Study it. Meditate on it. Listen to it. Preach about it and be taught. And then watch your faith grow. Amen. Okay, Hebrews 11:7. By faith, Noah became an heir of the righteousness which comes by faith. God warned the people of Noah's day. My spirit shall not strive with man forever, he said in Genesis 6.3. Well, they laughed at Noah, mocked his words, and went about their usual business and pleasures without ever dreaming that he might be right. God was speaking, but they ignored him. Eventually, God's patience gave out, and by then it was too late. Outside the ark, Men and women struggled for their lives, clutching at pieces of driftwood until the pitiless hand of death 
reached up and drew them down beneath those cruel waves. All were lost. Every soul outside the ark perished, and they had had their chance, but tossed it away. You cannot come to Christ unless the Spirit of God brings you. But if you ignore his warnings, then you are in the gravest danger. For someday, God will no longer be calling to you. Then it will be too late. So come to Christ while there is still time. Christ, God's greater ark, stands ready to welcome you to safety today. Make sure you get on the ark. Amen. Okay, this says, God is never late. Psalm 121, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. In order for any tree or plant to grow and bear fruit, its seed must first be planted in the ground and die. In order for spiritual fruit to appear in our lives, we must first be planted in the word of God and then die to self. In the face of chastening, adversity, discipline, and affliction, God's word nourishes our lives and fruit begins to appear. But it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time and patience. Joseph would never have been of use to God had he not been sold into slavery by his brothers who hated him and then wrongly accused by Potiphar who put him in prison. Even after he had told Pharaoh's cupbearer he would be restored to the king's court and asked him to tell Pharaoh of his unjust imprisonment, Joseph had to wait two more years for release from prison. As we wait upon the Lord, he may sometimes seem slow in coming to help us, but he never comes too late. His timing is always perfect. Amen. And now, I assume we have lots of married couples um, hoping, listening to the podcast. And I know Dee and Mike are, but you know, this doesn't necessarily apply to you, but it's for married couples who, you know, may be going through a thing. Every marriage is different. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 says, Love is patient, love is kind. If it is not rude, if it is not self-seeking, if it is not easily angered, then it keeps no record of wrongs. We mustn't oversimplify or overlook the uniqueness of every relationship. But what, is, but what is the fundamental problem? Why can't spouses sometimes not get along? Well, let me answer by asking another question. What is the opposite of love? It isn't hate, although it may take that form. The opposite of love is selfishness. When a husband and wife are concerned only about their own individual desires, 
the stage is set for conflict. The Bible gives us another way, the way of Christ. True love, it says, is self-giving and not self-seeking. True love puts the needs of others first. This is what Christ did when he left heaven's glory and came down to earth for us. So begin a new page in your marriage by asking Christ to become the center of your life and the center of your marriage. I sure hope that passage helped somebody today. You never know. We're all human. We're all going through a thing. But God has us in his grip and he's going to take care of all of us. Amen. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more prayers. And I didn't cough. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Father, it is my desire to please you with my life and to fulfill your plan for my life. As I grow in your word, I am beginning to feel a closeness to you I know is crucial to my being. And as my connection to you increases, I have a desire to be shaped, molded, and developed by you and for you. I am grateful for your sovereign power over my life. When I feel disconnected and frayed, I can depend upon you for hope and guidance. I realize being attached to you prevents me from getting off course. I am not without a longing for my perfect life. However, the more I absorb your word and experience your love, I long to pursue the greater gifts of the kingdom, the gifts you have placed inside of me to be used for your glory. Father, I pray you birth what you have placed inside me so I do not live with live a life being full and pregnant. Bless me to deliver and be fruitful. Without this fulfillment, my life will be empty. Help me to rest in the faith that you have a time to bring this to pass. As I wait for you, Please provide me with steps of spiritual growth. Continue to prepare me for new beginnings. And Father, please be merciful. Periodically allow me to experience a portion of my restoration. Then remind me my task is to believe, pray, and grow in your word. Your role as the sovereign power in my life is to speak my newness into full existence. Because of you, a God who keeps his word, a father will wait with great expectations and comfort. Thank you, Father, for waiting with great expectations and comfort. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Philippians 1, 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it 
until the day of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 10.35 Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Amen. And God's purpose for your life. (laughs) I like that. God's purpose for your life. Psalm 130. I wait for the Lord. My soul does wait. And in his word, I do hope. Waiting on the Lord doesn't mean you are stagnant and inactive or that he is either. God is always moving and orchestrating his plans. Still, the temptation to move forward without receiving direction from him may be great because of external pressures that are very real and stressful. Remember that God is greater than all the circumstances that assail you, but it's of utmost and maybe even eternal importance that you pause until you receive further instruction from him. I like that. Pause until you receive further instruction from him. This means you are actively pursuing him. You are still in motion. However, your direction is toward God, not the thing that you're waiting for. You decide not to act on any decisions until the Lord gives you clear direction. Yeah, now that is something that I work on daily. So again, you decide not to work on any decisions until the Lord gives you clear direction. Never fear about whether or not God has a plan for the next stage of your life. As believers, we can get to the point where we wonder if the Lord is done with us, but he never is. Not for eternity. And he won't leave you to guess what he desires of you, not as long as you're seeking him. He desires that you remain connected to him through an intimate relationship. So it's essential that you listen to him and wait actively with great expectation and hope. Jesus. I wait on you with hope and expectation. My focus is on you. That's right. Laser focus on God. Amen. That's beautiful, beautiful instruction for us. Okay, stay with us and uh, we'll be back with some more prayers to uplift your day. Okay, we're going to do God's gifts just a little different today. I'm going to say, and God said, and you're going to say, no. Okay? All right. See if you can get it. I asked God to give me happiness. And God said, he said that he gives me blessings. Happiness is up to me. 
I asked God to take away my pride. And God said, he said, it was not up for him to take away, but for me to give up. I asked God to spare me pain. And God said, he said, suffering draws you apart from worldly cares and brings you closer to me. I asked God to grant me patience. And God said, he said, patience is a byproduct of tribulations. It isn't granted, it is earned. I asked God to make my spirit grow. And God said, he said, I must grow on my own, but that he would prune me and make me fruitful. I asked God for all things that I might enjoy life. And God said, he said, I gave you life that you may enjoy all things. I asked God to help me love others as much as he loves me. And God said, absolutely. Finally, you have the idea. Amen. When God says no, he follows it up with his plan for sure. Amen. Father, how grateful we are that you are so patient with us and you love us. You see us in our weak moments and in our frailties. You pick us up when we falter, so full of forgiveness, so full of love, so full of goodness, and so full of the best of everything. I pray that the Holy Spirit will sink this message deeply into the heart of every person that hears it today and that we will respond in wisdom. Understand that obedience is required of me and walk in that obedience. I pray we find the awesome, thrilling joy of knowing our living God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for yesterday. Thank you, Lord, for leading the way. Thank you for your tender care. Today and tomorrow, we know you'll be there. Thank you, Lord, for every plight. Thank you, Lord, it will turn out right. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, for leading the way. Father, we don't have to beg. We don't have to plead. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to doubt. We just know that everything you said is absolutely true. Amen. Thank you, listeners, for coming to play, to play, <laughs> to play and to pray with me today. We just got these blessings started. 
So good morning, God. Good morning. You've ushered in another day, untouched and freshly new. So here we come to ask you, God, if you'll renew us too. We know that we can't make it on our own. So take our hand and hold it tight for we can't walk alone. Amen. Have a great day today. I'll see everyone tomorrow. Do two acts of kindness just for your soul. (laughs) Bye for now.